Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Olga Hayes, your host today. So February is American Heart Month, and we use this month as an opportunity for more awareness and education around heart health. And today's episode is no exception. On today's episode, we will continue our conversation about heart health, and we will specifically focus on the importance of heart health among women. And so to help me with this conversation, I am so excited to be joined by Sharon Murnane from the Cushman Wellness Center at Sharp Memorial Hospital. Sharon is a board-certified holistic nurse, and she also runs the Heart Attack and Stroke Screening Program at the Cushman Wellness Center. Welcome, Sharon. Well, thank you, Olga. It's so lovely to be here. Hi, how are you today? I'm I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you, you so ben. much. I have to mention that Cushman is located in the outpatient pavilion, so I just want people to know that so they have a, a little direction as to taking a, a little walk from Memorial over to the OPP. You know, thank you so much for bringing this up. I feel like I know it, but it doesn't mean that everyone else out there know it, so this is great to know. Thank you so much. We're a best-kept secret, that's why. I know you are. I know you are. So we will disclose the secret today. <laughs> wonderful. Okay. So Sharon, again, so wonderful to have you here today to talk about heart health among women. Shall we just dive in? And we shall. Yeah, let's yes. do it. So Sharon, would you say that the the myth that is floating out there right now is um, that men that heart disease is men's disease? Do you think that myth is still relevant? Do you think it still holds true? Well, while I think this is changing, I do think there is a deeply embedded belief mm-hmm. from decades of uh, hearing that, you know, uh, heart disease is a men's disease condition, yeah. and condition more than women. And we know that statistically speaking, this is not necessarily true at all. And by a very narrow margin, mm-hmm. um, and because we are different genders, there's different ways that heart disease mm-hmm. is exhibited with men and women. However, it's, it is deadly for both. It is definitely. Mm-hmm. And so since you kind of mentioned statistics, yes. do you do you have any numbers to share with me today? Yes, I do. I, the research I found was uh, both of these uh, numbers came from the year 2017. Mm-hmm. And, it, and uh, for men, the heart disease numbers were 347,879, so that's about one in every four Mm -hmm. male deaths from Mm -hmm. heart disease. Mm -hmm. Wow. And and then for women, um, the the numbers were 299,578, which is about Mm -hmm. one in every five female deaths caused by heart, heart attack and heart disease. So pretty much equal numbers. Pretty, you very say. close. Very Extremely close. Extremely close. So one yes. in four for men mm-hmm. and one in five right. for, for women. women. So this is certainly not something that people are no. aware of. And so I'm so glad that we can talk about this today. And I think on today's po- podcast, I'm really hoping to kind of provide more education for women, for our female listeners out there to create Absolutely. more awareness and provide some tools and resources Very to right. help them protect their heart. 
And since we're talking about heart disease, Mm-hmm. And we will be using that particular term a lot today. I wanted to provide some clarification that the term heart disease refers to several types of heart conditions, including coronary artery disease and heart attack. Correct. So, Correct. That, so that, and they're all linked. So definitely. Yes. Yeah. But we're just going to be using the umbrella term heart disease it, today. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, Sharon, again, the statistics that you shared earlier today are really eye-opening, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to continue this conversation today about the importance of bringing more awareness to heart disease for women. So since we're not immune to heart disease, regardless age or race or ethnicity, we should probably ask ourselves, how can we know if uh, something is off? How can we uh, recognize the symptoms of heart disease? Can we speak to that a little bit? Certainly. And, you know, when we speak about symptoms, there are um, several different symptoms that uh, we need to speak about. Heart attack would be chest pain, discomfort, Mm -hmm. neck and back, arm pain, indigestion, heartburn, nausea. And then arrhythmias can be those palpitations or flutterings in the chest that can be uh, disconcerting and they can be transient. They can come and go. Mm -hmm. Um, Heart failure, which of course is more shortness of breath, fatigue, um, sometimes swelling in the feet, ankles, legs, abdomen, and even the neck veins. So when when it comes down to uh, symptoms between differing between men and women. With men, um, you know, often it's associated with pain or discomfort in one or both arms, Mm -hmm. the back, the Mm -hmm. neck, Mm -hmm. jaw, stomach, um, elephant sitting on your chest kind of thing. Women's most common heart attack symptom is chest pain or discomfort, but some women are more likely than men to experience some of the other symptoms, and they would be described as maybe uncomfortable pressure mm-hmm. or dizziness, mm-hmm. fatigue, um, nausea or indigestion, uh, sweating, heart palpitations, shortness of breath. And these things can also be um, a few of them uh, even mimic symptoms of menopause. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that okay. as well. So women's some, some heart attacks strike suddenly and then have warning signs. And then, of course, some others are giving you little messages beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's good to pay attention to your body. A lot of times we just don't pay attention yeah. to and listen to what our body's trying to tell us. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting point because as women, we also just kind of tend to write things off yes. that are, you know, Mm -hmm. some of those symptoms could be potentially serious, but who doesn't have nausea sometimes? Who doesn't have Mm -hmm. shortness of breath sometimes? Who doesn't have fatigue sometimes? So it's very easy for women who are busy out there taking care of everyone else to kind of write those things off, and that would be the wrong thing to do. And especially probably if this is something you've never experienced before, right? That's correct. That's correct. And then it would be something you notice that's quite different. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, you're you're having uh, little episodes of dizziness or lightheadedness and then uh, or even fainting. Mm -hmm. Another uh, in my research, there was a Dr. Goldberg from the Joan Tisch Center for Women's Health in NYU in New York. And she said uh, that uh, sometimes women will experience shortness wow. of breath, but they could even experience fainting. Mm-hmm. And you, you might not think of that as um, uh, a heart attack symptom. Or even uh, sometimes women have said, I thought I had the flu. Mm-hmm. 
And here we are in flu season. Right. So we need to differentiate and, and be yeah. mindful and not be afraid to uh, seek medical attention. Yeah. Seek medical attention. So Definitely. the other thing is, you know, uh, many women also know about taking an aspirin if they think they're having a heart attack. But did you know that sometimes they forget to call 911? <laughs> They, they might relieve wow. themselves momentarily or feel a little better, but they go hand in hand. If you feel like you have to take an aspirin, you need to call 911. Wow. Mm -hmm. This is so important. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I'm just so excited and so glad we're having this conversation today. Those are the things I didn't know at all. So mm -hmm. thank you, Sharon. And since we're talking about the symptoms and how they are unique for women versus men, mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering if risk factors kind of also different for women. And I, right. I, I would say it's probably safe to assume, and, and we all know what they say about assuming, right? right? But it's probably <laughs> safe to say that some traditional risk factors such as uh, high cholesterol, smoking, hypertension, those are the risk factors would, they would probably apply for women as well. Yes. But I'm wondering if there are other risk factors out there that are unique to women and that the women need to be aware of. Well, there are, uh, there are certainly, you know, um, issues around exactly what you said, the coronary artery disease where the blood flow is decreased to the heart, hypertension, mm -hmm. and we're, you know, we're going to talk about uh, the Framingham study where nearly 60% of the women with heart failure had a history of high blood pressure ah. compared to only 40% of the men. Interesting. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that gender gap in a, in a minute. But certainly diabetes has a, a direct influence on coronary artery health, mm -hmm. as does being overweight, uh, having any kind of lung disease. And there's even something called uh, peripartum cardiomyopathy, <laughs> a little more rare. But then there's another one that I read a lot about, and that's sleep apnea. And sleep apnea is often identified yeah. by a, a partner or someone who uh, has issues with energy during the day, and they mm -hmm. don't—they know they don't sleep as well at night. Mm -hmm. And that is is really closely linked. And we do have sleep study doctors here at Sharp that can investigate that. And and really, I do believe it's a, a great way of preventing heart attacks. Mm -hmm. It really is. The statistics are there for that. Very good. That's really interesting and good to understand. Also, what about menopause? Do you think or do you know anything about that mm -hmm. being a risk factor for women? Absolutely. So we know that, you know, menopause doesn't cause vascular, cardiovascular disease. It is a normal part of a woman's life cycle. However, it's also good to know that more than one in three female adults has, has some form of cardiovascular disease and that an overall increase in heart attack among women is seen 10 years after menopause. Oh, interesting. That's, that's interesting. Yes, it is. And it's, you know, something to be mindful of. Definitely. And for not only for yourself, but for uh, other women in your life. It could be, you know, um, a mother a grandmother, if you're only in your 20s, mm -hmm. it could be an mm -hmm. aunt. So just to know that this is um, a significant factor. Estrogen during our life has a positive effect on the inner artery, inner layer of the artery wall, oh, helping to keep blood vessels good. flexible. Yes. Okay. And the estrogen decline isn't the only reason for a higher cardiovascular risk. There are assorted other changes in the body that occur with menopause. Blood pressure can start to go up. 
your LDL cholesterol or bad cholesterol tends to increase, mm -hmm. while your HDL or good cholesterol tends to decline or remain the same. And then triglycerides are certain types of fats that are normally burned for energy will start to be stored and in in your in your body, and they can also increase. So these are factors that can contribute to heart disease in women. Yeah. And maybe this is a good time to talk about that blood pressure gender gap. Oh, that's right. Yes. So I'm really curious what you meant by that blood pressure gender gap. Yes. And um, this is a uh, study that was done uh, on 43,000 women over four decades. This information came from Dr. Mark Houston, who spoke at the uh, Academy for Integrative Health and Medicine this past year. And he, what he said was, that this study showed that blood pressure has sharper increases in women mm -hmm. and that blood pressure actually increases earlier in fa and faster than in men and leads to increased cardiovascular disease in women. Oh, wow. So we do have these biological differences with age mm -hmm. and that women have a unique susceptibility to hypertension or high blood pressure and early heart failure as women age. So the recommendation was to check blood pressure starting in your 20s, if you are women, and every two years until their 40s, and then every year. And the goal is to have a blood pressure below 120 over 80, mm -hmm. which is now considered the norm. Yes, and 120 would be systolic blood pressure, and 80 is diastolic. And systolic means the, the pressure in your arteries when your heart is beating, and diastolic is when your heart is, is at rest. Okay. Yes. All good. Good to understand. And by the way, just to make kind of a shameless plug right in there, Sharva's Health is currently conducting heart, I'm sorry, blood pressure screenings across the Sharp Healthcare system. So you might have seen myself or my colleagues offering tabling events or doing roundings on the floors with blood pressure cuffs. So if you have a minute, please use this as an opportunity to check your blood pressure numbers. And based on what Sharon just said, it's just a great, great idea to know what your numbers are and keep an eye on your blood pressure numbers throughout the years. So we want to strive for heart health as well. And some of those good best health practices that we hear about mm -hmm. from our sharp best health folks all the time, <laughs> which I just love those uh, those emails when they come across my computer. But following that it's healthy so heart, oh, it's true. <laughs> that healthy heart lifestyle is very important, and it gets more important as time mm -hmm. goes on. Mm -hmm. Nothing is static in the body. We can mm -hmm. heal the body, and we can harm the body. So, you know, it's just good to know that we have anything that maybe we haven't had the healthiest lifestyle and dietary habits mm -hmm. in the past. Make those changes, and your body reverses and will become healthier. And when we talk about dietary changes, mm -hmm. and I know we kind of know what that means, but yes. maybe we can offer some clarity for our listeners out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. So many people have heard about the Mediterranean diet mm -hmm. or a vegetarian diet, That um, and certainly you want to be knowledgeable if you're going to do those things because of you need to have adequate protein, but you want good lean protein. You want, um, if you're going to have poultry, then have without the skin. If you're going to have fish, have heart-healthy mm -hmm. fish. Be mindful of mercury in fish. I always mm -hmm. tell people that. 
check that out. It's extremely important. Okay. Uh, nuts and seeds are wonderful for your omega-3 fatty acids. And also, even taking um, omega-3 fatty acid supplements, Dr. Dean Ornish, who is famous here in San, in San Diego uh, for reversing cardiovascular disease, recently at this same conference last year recommended up to 4,000 milligrams of fish oils, okay. omega-3 fish oils. I haven't quite gotten there yet, but <laughs> working I'm working on it. on it. Yes, That's wonderful. And so you want to really have a lot of uh, variety of fruits, vegetables, mm-hmm. whole grains, mm-hmm. because whole grains have the fiber that take away the bad cholesterol, and have uh, low-fat dairy products if you're having dairy, and really important to limit your red meat and sugar fruit, sugary mm-hmm. foods and beverages. Oh, so no, no cakes, no cookies, Sharon. On your birthday, oh, high holidays. Never. That's okay. Moderation is the key. That's right. Well, well, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for offering those uh, recommendations. And and I'm sure you, you were also talk about you were going to talk about the importance of uh, staying physically active for Absolutely. your heart health, right? Absolutely. So women should aim for 150 minutes of physical activity each week to help prevent heart disease. Now, this takes time and planning, but it's well worth it, and it is critically important. Um, If you're trying to lose weight, you would probably need to double that to 300 minutes Mm -hmm. or more to to significantly lose weight if that was your goal. Mm -hmm. So walking, cycling, dancing, swimming, just get your body moving. Activities that, uh, that use larger muscles at low resistance are great for aerobic activity mm-hmm. and, um, of course, resistance exercise Definitely. at least twice a week. At least twice a week. And that helps to build our our muscle strength so that we have good balance and strength as we move forward. And to prevent muscle loss because it definitely will happen as we age. Yes. And so we don't want to lose muscle mass. This is not great for we our We don't want to lose yeah. muscle mass because it makes us um, more prone to falls. Mm-hmm. And fall risk is an aging factor mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. We want to maintain our bones. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other topic we can mm-hmm. talk about another day. It's a favorite of mine. <laughs> but it is really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maintain bone density, strength, mm-hmm. and all those things can be done um, through cardio. Uh, I'm sorry, through resistance training. So I really love that you brought this up. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about: strength training. Um, since we offer so much wonderful information to our listeners out there, we also like to offer resources, if we can, about subjects that we uh, discuss on a podcast. So. Since you work at the Cushman Center yes. and you manage these uh, heart attack and screening, uh, stroke screening program, would you mind sharing a little bit about that particular program and how our listeners can take advantage of that resource? Yes, absolutely. This is a wonderful cost-effective program that's available to anyone. And the heart attack and stroke screening program will look at your family history. Uh, I will spend... Um, about an hour and 15 minutes with you doing all of these different tests and discussing how you can help to improve your own health and well-being. Uh, we do body composition. We have an advanced blood pressure screening device. It's a, a very intricate computer that will give you blood pressure readings not only at your arm but inside your heart, mm-hmm. inside your aorta, and it will also measure wow. arterial resistance in the body. My goodness. And, and it is right uh, there. An amazing, and you see the results right there. Yes, and it will also give your arteries an age. So, you know, and and this can also depend on your your family history, 
and as well as what your diet and lifestyle are in the present moment or have been over a period of time. Mm -hmm. And I do want to mention that, you know, family history is really critically important when we talk about heart health, heart disease, and risk for heart attack. Because it, I hear these stories every every week that I do these these uh, screenings. People come in and tell me stories, and they're in their 40s and 50s and 60s, and they're mm-hmm. telling me mm-hmm. about a friend or a loved one or a colleague who suddenly had an event that took their life, and it, and many times it has to do with them being rather healthy looking and yet having that unfortunate DNA that mm-hmm. did not get checked on. So this is one way to um, start that process. Mm-hmm. We the, blood, the advanced blood pressure screening, and then we do I do a carotid screening as well. And when we look in the carotid arteries for any signs of plaque, I also measure the carotid intermediate thickness, which is a lining inside the carotid artery where cholesterol can build up. And many cardiologists are paying attention mm-hmm. and using this as a, a tool to monitor. Mm-hmm. So that's very helpful, as well as the ankle brachial index measuring different pressures so that we know if there is arterial disease in the lower legs. Wow. wow. And I forgot, I to, and I forgot so. to mention our uh, the blood tests that are done. Included in this is a lipid panel, mm-hmm. which is cholesterol, HDL, LDL, and triglycerides, fasting blood sugar, HA1C, and two blood vessel inflammation markers, which is homocysteine, which are, I should say, which are homocysteine and HSCRP, which is specific to, uh, more specific to heart arteries and inflammation. Wow. How long does that take, does the test take? From start to finish, we can have everything completed in an hour and 15 minutes. That's wonderful. And how can people take advantage of this resource? Is it uh, by appointment? It is is by appointment. Is there a fee? Yes, it is by appointment. And the fee is $199, which is about $450 of services and, and testing. So oh, well worth it, I think. It is very well worth it. I yeah. have never had anyone in eight years tell me it wasn't worth mm-hmm. it. Uh, while the 199 is usually not covered by uh, insurance, if you have a flexible spending account or a health savings account, you can get a detailed receipt that will allow you to utilize the, that um, savings account for your heart okay. attack and stroke screening program. And anyone can come. From Sharp, I've had people from Kaiser, Scripps, uh, insurance, no insurance, is $199. That's it. That's great. That's okay. wonderful to know. Thanks for remembering. <laughs> because I'm sure people were wondering, can, does my insurance work? Yes. Or can I use my and, oh, and the other thing is you do not need any doctor's order. We have our own yeah. medical director, Dr. Mm-hmm. Gary Levinson, who will take care of that for us. Oh, perfect. Yes. The process is facilitated by the 82-SHARP. You just call 1-800-82-SHARP. And those lovely um, people will help you make your appointment. You can also do it online if you rather. You can go online and schedule your appointment. It's a, you're able to do it either way. Wonderful. And as always, we will provide the links to online appointments in our show notes. Yes. So, Sharon, we need to wrap it up today. And I was wondering if you have any last words of wisdom about the subject of today's podcast. Well, I just want everyone to remember to take good care of yourself mm-hmm. as you do others, because that yeah. self-care is, is really critically important. You are all mm-hmm. role models, and uh, everyone will appreciate what you do for yourself. And um, I would be remiss if I did not mention my colleagues at the 
Cushman Wellness Center that helps support all of your um, emotional heart health as well uh, with massage, acupuncture, emotional freedom technique, Mm -hmm. healing touch. So all of these things can help as well. And yeah, thank you for bringing this up. Uh, the, The Cushman Center offers wonderful integrative services or integrative Therapies? Yes, integrative medicine services. Yeah, massages, uh, acupressure, healing touch. So, again, all this information will be provided in the show notes so you can go and make an appointment for yourself. And thank you, everyone, so much for listening today. We hope you found the information we shared uh, today on the podcast very helpful. If you have any questions, please email us at sharpesthealth at sharp.com. Thank you, everyone, again, and have a wonderful week. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on Sharp.net.